Good morning. It's Monday, July 29th, and you're listening to the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz, a daily podcast catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news all within 15 minutes or fewer. My name is Connor Tapp, and I'm joined this and every weekday by 24-7 Sports College Sports Editor, Trey Scott. Trey, what's going on? Welcome back, Connor. Thank uh, you. Yeah, it's good to have you back. It was, uh, it was a tough haul last week solo, but hey, I want you to take a look at the 24-7 Sports Composite player rankings for the class of 2018, okay? And I think the transfer portal is going to wave right back at you. So number two that cycle was quarterback Justin Fields, who, of course, left Georgia after a year and is a Buckeye now. Two spots down, you'll see Ayabia Noma at number four, who is drawing Tim Williams comparisons at Alabama and is also now in the transfer portal, 24-7 Sports confirmed Sunday. This is the second time the edge rusher has entered the transfer portal. He did back in February and quickly exited within 24 hours. But considering that he's not even enrolled in classes, Anoma is probably gone. Matt Zenitz of AL.com also said on Twitter that Anoma was suspended by the university earlier this summer and that this latest development with him stems from a separate university-level issue. So I think this is a big blow for the Tide. Uh, Anoma was first off the bench at the edge spot behind two starters, Terrell Lewis and Anthony Jennings. And the Baltimore native appeared in 12 games last year, had nine tackles, two for a loss, one QB hurry, and was an SEC all-freshman player. Uh, it said Dylan Moses at SEC Media Days when our Travis Ryer spoke to him at, at our booth. He's tra- transitioning into something really, really dangerous. He's very athletic. He's fast, quick off the edge. He reminds me a lot of Tim Williams. Tim Williams. Iyabi has a lot of potential. He just has to keep bettering his craft. Unquote. For those listening who don't know, Williams was one of Alabama's better sack specialists of the decade. Uh, If you go back and look at the rest of the top five of that 2018 class, everybody else is a superstar or at least like a half season away from that status. Trevor Lawrence and Xavier Thomas at Clemson, Micah Parsons at Penn State. All three of those guys are future first rounders, I think. I'm sure Fields and Anoma can still get there. And the path for Fields is definitely clearer now at Ohio State than it was at Georgia. For Anoma, this is going to be tougher sledding going forward than it was in Tuscaloosa. The process is not for everybody, but it doesn't seem like he was on his way, at least. Um, This might be the first time where I'm scratching my head and wondering if too much player control was too much of a good thing, even if I was rolling my eyes at that thought two weeks ago at SEC Media Days when coaches were stumping about that from the podium. Yeah, uh, Nick Saban obviously runs a pretty tight ship there at Alabama, and this is the kind of messiness that we don't typically see out of that program. Definitely an interesting situation and a big talent for them to be losing. Speaking of transfers, on Sunday evening, a photo turned up on our South Carolina site's message board of what appeared to be Clemson transfer running back Tavian Feaster's nameplate posted alongside a locker in arch rival South Carolina's locker rooms. Several hours later, a Columbia, South Carolina TV station reported that Feaster will enroll at USC following his graduation at Clemson and that there is no set date and time for Feaster's first day at South Carolina, other than that it is expected to be following the end of Clemson's summer term on August 5th. Uh, The former five-star running back was down to Virginia Tech and the Gamecocks in his decision about where he would transfer to, and he becomes South Carolina's second Clemson transfer in two years. The last last year getting defensive lineman Josh Belk, who has since uh, medically retired from football. But um, South Carolina fans are obviously fired up 
about landing a former five-star running back and a national champion, mind you. But if I may just preach a word of caution, and Trey, I don't know if you'll have anything to say about this. Um, Feaster uh, was third on Clemson and Carries last year uh, behind Travis Etienne and Adam Choice. And a, a little bit of red flag looking at his production from last year is that he averaged 2.5 yards per carry fewer than Etienne and when ETN is obviously incredible, so that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. But he also did average 1.5 yards per carry fewer than Adam Choice uh, and uh, 5.64 yards per carry for Feaster behind an offensive line like what Clemson had just kind of makes me say, huh, wonder how that translates to South Carolina, whose fans are expecting this to be something on the order of a program changing move. Um, yeah. I don't see program changing, but it's, it's maybe great I'm together. overstating. It's, no, I don't think you are. Um, if you're expecting like this to shift your win loss record, I think you're probably incorrect. Right. Yeah. Um, but cause he's, he's not going to be anything more than a 50, 50 splitter guy with Rico Dattle, I would assume. So, I mean, Feaster's a guy, you look at the recruiting ranking and you kind of look at the skill set, and you can just imagine like, I don't know, like a poor man's Reggie Bush, because you've seen all-purpose back, you're seeing five-star, you're seeing that kind of versatility, but it, the pr- production hasn't really panned out yet, so maybe Ryan McClendon gets it out of him. Good yeah. offensive weapon, probably not a program changer, Connor. Yeah, oh, well, maybe next time, maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> I got a uh, a quick hitter for you. Another transfer. Uh, it's all the new, all the rage these days. SMU got one uh, from Alabama, tied in Kedrick James, He's headed to play for the Mustangs uh, following two seasons on the Crimson Tide where he never caught a pass, but he was a four-star recruit in the class of 2017. And while we were on Alabama transfers, I don't even have this in my notes. I just want to throw it out there. If you're looking for a home for a Noma, I'm guessing Maryland. He's from the DMV area, and Mike mm. Loxley is now the head coach there. Mm. That's just my guess. Something for, for everyone to watch tonight uh, is the live decision of five-star running back Kendall Milton, who's going to announce at 8 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports HQ and 24-7 Sports. Uh, Georgia is the heavy crystal ball favorite for the power back. Uh, Steve Wolfong will be on the scene, and then Barton Simmons and Kevin Boylard will be in the Nashville studio at 24-7 Sports late night, breaking down. Okay, let me get to the rundown. Speaking of Georgia, they pulled four-star offensive tackle Chad Lindbergh out of the state of Texas. He's the number 133 player in the 24-7 sports composite. Four-star offensive guard Jonathan Dennis commits to Oregon after their Saturday night lights event. Three-star Canadian wide receiver Ajao Ajao is headed to Clemson. It's a fun name. Three-star defensive end Morvin Joseph, the number 18 weak side defensive end in the country, commits to Florida State. And then we have a decommitment here. Top 247 safety Antonio Johnson uh, decommitted from Tennessee after an unofficial visit to Texas A&M. He's actually such a recent Tennessee commit that we have in the past talked about his commitment on the morning blitz, which is two months old. So that didn't last very long. And let me just say there are only 25 days left until the start of the college football season. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Woo. Uh, Trey, just one little piece of podcast business. Um, I got some. I've got some bad news. Uh, Sean in Nebraska, who mm-hmm. previously gave us a five star rating, and we made a graphic, tweeted it out, did the whole thing uh, to kind of celebrate his five star review. Has uh, re- uh, reconsidered, uh, entered the transfer portal, and given us a one star review. And he, 
He's, he's upset about the fact that we gave Big Ten Media Days short shrift while we were down in Hoover a couple of weeks ago. And I, I just want to say, Sean, I am onboarding your uh, constructive criticism, uh, and we will try to be more conscientious. And, and in fact, uh, part of the reason that happened is that we – to break the fourth wall here, uh, if we haven't already, um, is that we used to record these things the day before and then post them in the morning. And now, as of today, we are uh, recording them actually in the morning that, that they go up. So uh, so we're, we're going to try to avoid situations like that going forward. But I will say, you know, Trey and I were at Hoover, so we we're kind of a little focused in on that. Um, so it was kind of just a given that we would not be able to focus on the other, other conferences just quite as much, but Sean, I hope we haven't lost you as a listener and have a chance to earn back that fifth star. And let me just say, as long as Trey Scott is a co-host on this podcast and Scott Frost is at Nebraska, the Huskers are not going to get short shrift from us, are they? No, and I'm a big Fred Hoiberg fan as well. Not that we will ever talk basketball. And, <laughs> and my last note is... If you want to uh, accuse the podcast of conference bias, I don't know what to tell you. Connor, last week, I spent so much time on the Pac-12. I don't even know what to I, – I just – it was crazy. Uh, people were probably listening to it at 3 a.m. Out, out west. But um, <laughs> Around the same Sean, time, they'll be watching their football games. Yeah, uh, Sean, we'll get you back. All right. Uh, that is going to do it for today's episode of the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to check us out. For Trey Scott, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you bright and early on Tuesday for the next edition of the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz.